Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of Frame Skip, your weekly video game podcast where we get together and talk about random stuff, whether it's games or comics or anime or whatever it may be. I'm your co-host for the night, Austin Eller. I'm joined, of course, by, what did we go with? The Keeper of the Roll, Seth Slakehouse. I don't even remember what your nickname is. Howdy hoora, Austin. How's it going, Seth? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. I switched a day shift last week, so I yeah. got I That's been going well. I feel a lot better. I'm having a problem, though, where I get anxiety before I go to bed about not sleeping, and then I can't sleep, so I don't know what to do about that situation. <laughs> Dude, okay, so occasionally, obviously being in radio, we sometimes have crazy shifts. So like this Sunday, I had to be in the office at 5.30 in the morning, Yeah, and I live an hour away. So I had to wake up at 4.00. Um, and so I tried to go to bed really early the night before and naturally I'm laying there for like four hours until like midnight, like freaking out because I have anxiety about going to sleep. (laughs) Yep. That's how that works, dude. It's the worst. It's the worst. You'll just lay there and you'll be like, boy, I hope I go to sleep soon. And your brain's like, oh, do you worry? Are you worried? Yeah. I'm going to sleep soon. Guess what, pal? hate it, dude. But it's going well. I've, I've been taking melatonin a lot, so I've been just passing out. Yeah, and I'm sure will. eventually you'll you'll get on schedule. I bought this uh, I bought this alarm clock, and it's got a bulb in it, and mm-hmm. it simulates the sun rising. And the, dude, this thing gets so bright that it lights up my entire room. But I put it right next to my face, and I have like no choice <laughs> but to wake up. Like, like like I physically can't fall back asleep after my alarm goes off in the morning because this thing's just it's like someone's shining one of those deer spotlights right in my eyes. It's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. I, I've seen those things before. We use yeah. the uh, oh god, it's going to be hard to say this because there's one in this room, but we have an Alexa in our in our bedroom, so we use the alarm on there, and you have to obviously like tell it by voice to turn off. So you kind of have to wake up a little bit for that too. That's a good idea. I remember when, when I first got my phone. I know you had the same issue. The mm. galaxies were not doing their alarms. Yeah, they were just completely skipping them. I, I missed like four four work days because my alarm didn't go off. No, I I, uh, I missed a shift at work, and it was one of those early ones. It was one where yep. I had to be there at 5.30, and I completely missed it. And it was awful because somebody was relying on me to run a show, and there was no one there. So. <laughs> completely broke my trust in alarms on, on the phone now. So now I have to set like 18 of them in order so, to believe that they're actually going to go off. What I do now, just because I still don't trust it, is I use the Samsung clock app, like the standard one that comes yep. on our phones. I use that and I downloaded like the Google one and I set oh, really? two alarms. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, if the Samsung one for some reason doesn't work, I have the other one, hopefully. Yeah. It completely broke our trust in the, in the, in the alarms on our phone. And now I, I, I don't use the alarm alone. I use the timer app as well. So I have a timer <laughs> counting down for like the seven hours or whatever it is. I'm asleep. Yeah. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Speaking of nightmares, coach. Yes. You've been gone for like two months. How's it going? Oh, it's been going pretty good. Busy, but going good. Yeah? Yes, what sir. You, what have you been doing? So I decided to pitch a tent over at uh, Best Buy about seven weeks ago and wait in line for the <laughs> uh, the the Super Nintendo Switch Pro um, Maximus Edition that supposedly is supposed to be revealed yeah. here in the next 10 to 20 months so i thought i'd get a leg up on everybody but no i just uh had military training last month and then right when i got back 
uh, teachers went to work a couple weeks before students did. Mm-hmm. So just been doing that. So it's been really hectic, but a good hectic because, you know, we're working and uh, working a lot of hours. So I'm, I'm at school. Kids are at home. You know, my students are at yeah. home. But um, we went through last week was our first week back and it was hellacious. It was like my first day teaching again because mm-hmm. everything's different. The way we do things, all of the admin overhead crap that, you know, you have to do for every job. Yep. And uh, so this week has been a little bit better because now I see how things went. So so for your when you're teaching online, do you use Zoom or what what are no, you Well, we use Teams. So okay. Zoom and Teams like Zoom is on its own, but it's by yeah. Microsoft, but Teams has a a streaming app. Yeah. So we just use we use um the one in Teams because you could just integrate it into your calendar and the kids all they have yeah. to do is go to their calendar and click on yeah, so. I was just curious because I saw, I think it was, it was yesterday, uh, Zoom was down like all morning. So, and obviously a lot of school districts are using Zoom. So I was kind of curious if you had any experience with that yesterday, but no, yeah, I've used Microsoft Teams a lot and Zoom and Teams seems to be a, a bit more, um, have a bit more functionality, I'd say. So, you know, anyway. it's fu- well, it, there's more functionality because there's so much it's it's like its own operating system kind of like it yeah. is its own suite like what you know you have um microsoft office which has excel powerpoint all of those suites yeah teams has like so much um so much stuff that is all integrated and no one really used it until you know the pandemic started for us in march you know yeah and we were forced to communicate and work and be productive. So Microsoft probably, you know, is earning a gazillion dollars off of this. So, Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Seth, what have you been playing in the last week? Really the last week? I guess last two weeks. I pretty much just been playing Final Fantasy 14. That's it. dude. Nice. Five, patch 5.3 came out and I've just been, I finally, you know, got my computer set up with Final Fantasy 14 and I've just been sinking all my time into that. And let me tell you, Final Fantasy fourteen, I still believe, greatest Final Fantasy game of all time. And Shadowbringers is the best expansion thus far. And the ending of 5.3, which I just finished today, made yeah. me cry. Made me cry like a little baby. Nice. And it was really sad. And uh, yeah, man, just the story of Final Fantasy fourteen never gets old to me. Just the, the, the dust to diamonds type of story that they, they, they have there where you know, the game was a failure and then they turned it around, listened yeah. to fan feedback for years and years and years. And they just keep polishing this game and it, it's just getting better. Like a lot of games, you know, kind of hit a peak and, and level off. But Final Fantasy 14 just keeps getting better. They have something really special there because they really, truly listen to player feedback. Whereas a lot of other uh, companies and developers, I feel like don't they think they, they know better than the fans and what they want. And sometimes they do, you know, sometimes the fans don't always know what they want. But for the most yeah. part, uh, in Final Fantasy 14, the things that really annoy people and things that people want changed, they do end up getting changed. Um, and they, they just keep making this game better and better and better, which is uh, pretty amazing because their their other World of Warcraft, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And it's 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 
it's a really interesting thing that's going on right now because I feel like World of Warcraft is still viewed as like the king of MMOs, but over the last few years, Final Fantasy has completely overtaken them and become way more popular, and people don't even really realize it. So, yeah. I need you to get back in there, Austin. I know. I, I was going to say I really want to get back in. Andy and I started playing it. I want to say right before COVID happened, mm-hmm. um, and I think we just got busy with school or something. I don't know, but um, we stopped playing. I think we got. You know, I had just made a new uh, class on my old character. So my character, I think I had beaten Heaven's Ward, I think was where I stopped. Mm-hmm. But she was running through the the original story. I think she was up to Garuda. So we were we were decently far in. I, I mean, I know there's tons more to go after that as far as uh, expansions and stuff go. But well, they just um, they just crunched a Realm Reborn story, too. So it's not as long. Yeah. So that's really well, nice. And I, if I'm not mistaken, they they fixed the whole 400 fetch quest things in between. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. Realm Reborn and, and Heavensward. Yeah, they pretty much got rid of all the useless quests, so that's pretty yeah. nice. Because that's, I think, honestly, that's kind of what killed that game for me when it when it, you know, was in the first couple of years of it. Not that mm-hmm. I don't love it. I think it's probably one of my top ten games of all time. But when I got to there and and Heavensward came out and all that stuff, it was like slogging through all that mess. That yeah really kind of put me off and the really unfortunate thing about that is that they're the story in those yeah. patches is actually really really incredible if you pay attention yeah. to it but for most people they just skipped through it because they were sick of all the fetch quests yep um but i will say i would kind of like to go back and give it another shot with uh with this crunch because i i do i did pay attention back then and it was it was you're right it was such a slog but i'm still on lamia still on our og server nice and uh I know uh, Fancy and Rev and those guys all started playing and they decided to play on Elijah's server thinking that he was like <laughs> a, a super active player, but he's not. Yeah. So now they're all mad. Well, I'm I like, think I'm on their server too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Because um, now, now they're all mad because they're like, because I'm playing and I'm, you know, super high level and I'm, I'm doing the end yeah. game stuff and I, I, I'll be in like Discord chat with them. And I'll be like, yeah, it's a shame <laughs> you throw a tank. <laughs> you decided to go to Elijah's server, not mine, knowing I still play the game. That sucks, guys. <laughs> yeah, I I think what I'm going to do, because obviously I've been a little more busy right now working two jobs. It's just been hard to find time for anything. But I think once I start full time, I'm thinking maybe this fall I'll try and get back into it. Andy and I have been getting, which I'll get into in a minute, but we've been getting back into Monster Hunter some. So that's been uh, taking up our time right now. But um, yeah, I you know, I, I'm really curious to see what happens with the game moving forward with, with Final Fantasy. I know... Because what, Shadowbringers was last summer, right? It was about a year ago? Yeah, about a year ago. So so this was the final patch for Shadowbringers. I don't know yeah. how, if you know how this works, but like every patch, every major patch, they, they give more of the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this was the final patch for the Shadowbringers story. And then the next big patch we'll get is the pre-patch, the next expansion. Nice. So, and, okay. and um, cool. Shadow, the other interesting thing about this is that Shadowbringers uh, finishes the story that was set up in the post patches for a realm reborn. So like nice. they, they, they set up all this story back then and Shadowbringers finally closed out that story. And now we're progressing into a new story. That's pretty neat. Yeah. It's I, really I, good, I, man. I'm, I really, really adore that game. So, and, and I didn't realize by the way, sorry, I know we're, we're talking about this game a lot, but um, I didn't realize there was a new game plus. I didn't, I yeah. didn't know that was the thing. So they, they added that uh, earlier in the year. So now you can go back and play all the old stories again, if you want, which is really yeah. neat. So I might I might do that whenever I get back into it. So yeah, dude, for sure, for sure. But cool, uh, coach. 
I know you've been busy, but I know you have at least one game you want to talk about. So what have you been playing, Coach? So over the last however long since I've been on, I've had 20 minutes to play video games in a month and a half or whatever. But that 20 minutes was spent on the uh, Vader Immortal. Okay, now let me tell you about getting my quest. So I ordered the quest. It finally came online and I bought it, but they only sent the link, right? Because I bought the quest and the link. So it took almost two weeks to get my quest after I got the link. So that was a little bit frustrating. So um, I finally got it and I booted up uh, Vader Immortal like immediately. You know, you set it up and everything like that. And let me tell you what, and I've been dying to talk to you, Seth, about this because I know you played it. Yeah, dude, for sure. I'm going to say this, and I told you a couple of times, Austin. If you are legitimately afraid of heights, I don't know what episode two and three is, but the first episode is going to mess with you because <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in Mustafar and you got to traverse his, uh, his castle, right? Yep. And you are thousands of feet up. I mean, you are so high up and you feel it too. And I had to take my goggles or the, the headset off just to like remember that that is just virtual reality and I'm not really that high up. But when I put it back on, like within seconds, you lose all sense of reality. It is just mind boggling at how that game plays. Yeah, the, the, the quest is really impressive. And I just wanted to add on to this real quick, Coach, because it's got no cords and the only limitation is the size of the room you set. So you can actually move around in the game in that sphere that you set in the game. And you can, you can also move with the uh, analog sticks as well. But I, th- I get a really interesting sensation when I play the quest, which is that even when I take it off after playing for long periods of time, it's like my mind is blending reality in the game and it, it just doesn't go away immediately. It takes like maybe 20 minutes. It's really strange. Right. So, you know, that was that in and itself was just wild. And then you're on this like this little turbo lift because you're you're crossing this big. um, What is it like? Kind of like a canyon or something like that inside the the mountain, wherever Vader is in Mustafar. Yeah. And yeah. And the stormtroopers are are firing at you and you're moving and like. I'm bending down as low as I can. Okay. Picture a six foot three guy (laughs) bending down because he's scared of heights, right? Because you see what's below you and you're trying to dodge the, or you're trying to reflect these, uh, the, the, you know, the, whatchamacallits from the stormtroopers, you know, their shots. And, uh, Man, it is such a wonderful experience. You really feel like when you go into light speed, like, oh, so that's what it's like, you know? And uh, the last thing I want to say about this is the first time that you meet Vader, he walks right up to you. And he's like probably seven foot. I mean, I would say he's up there. And all I could think of is the Anakin that I picture in... um, in the Clone Wars animated series, like that's him, you know? And my heart just like kind of sunk, like emotional. I had an emotional moment 
when I met Vader face to face, I'm like, oh my God, he trained Ahsoka, you know? <laughs> I'm like, it, it was, it was just, right. it was an amazing experience that I think every video game or just any Star Wars fan in general should be able to um to experience. It is amazing. See, so my, and then this sorry, go ahead, sorry. sorry. No, 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 finish, finish no, I just say I wasn't going to tell you, but there's some really cool parts to the story that oh, yeah. is amazing. So, and I know that two and three have even bigger parts. So, I'm looking forward to those. Yeah, I need to go back and uh, finish Vader Immortal. Uh, Rochelle has my Oculus Quest right now. I let her borrow it. Um, but my first reaction when Vader when Vader walks up to you is, I was like, oh, I get it now, because I. I in the, in the world of Star Wars, Vader is supposed to be like this very imposing, frightening character, you know? And I never really got that from him. I'm like, oh, he kind of looks like a little lame and whatnot. But when he walks up to you in the game, you really get that presence from, from Darth Vader. And you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like, this dude is absolutely horrifying and he's huge. And like, you just get the idea like you're helpless in front of this this giant Jedi killer, you know, like this old master that's killed countless Jedi and like you're just scum of the earth to him. You, you're absolutely nothing. But it's it's a really, really cool um, game. It's a really cool experience. I'm glad it's coming to PlayStation VR so more people can experience it. But I really do think Quest is the way to go because you, you, you're you free of cords, you're free of restrictions. Uh, you can just set a giant space and walk around in it. And it's really, really cool, man. Like that, that Vader Immortal is a really great game. And even though the um, resolution isn't the best of the other ones, it was still good. Like I wasn't watching it being like, oh man, that doesn't look, you know, I wasn't focused on oh, that. Yeah. I was just, I was just blown away. I haven't used the link yet. So I think um, in a couple of weeks when we have our long weekend for Labor Day, um, I'm going to um, getting to the modding part, which is like the original Doom, Doom 2, Doom 3, uh, because those now I think you could still download those to the uh, to the quest. So I'm not sure. But um, I do want to mess around with the with the link because um, October is when uh, Squadrons comes out. And so um, now I'm going to start looking for um, a really good uh, joystick and um, throttle. Now, I'll tell you what, Coach, as far as Vader Immortal goes, I don't know if you've tried it or not, but I really recommend going into the uh, training dojo. And everyone that had talked about the game, and I agree, says that's like the real meat and potatoes of the game. Like the, the training dojo, you get these bots that go up in difficulty and you get your lightsaber and it, it's like a basically a giant combat exercise. And it's really, really neat. You can choose your lightsaber colors and whatnot, depending on what you've unlocked. It's really cool. Nice. Well, I, uh, I need to play it at some point. I really want to... I really want to try it out. I think I was telling Coach earlier this morning. I think what I'm going to do is potentially wait until Quest Two or something of that sort comes out, because um, I, I really like the idea of Quest because of the no wires thing. That was my biggest kind of problem with PSVR when I owned it is the fact that it literally took like five to ten minutes to set up anytime I wanted to use it, and I was just not a fan of that. So right, right. I also hate that concept. Uh, you know, I, I really want to play. Vader Immortal and and certainly um, certainly Squadrons when it comes out I think they're they both look awesome but. and I just think that when they developed Squadrons I think they developed it for VR in mind yeah it seems like it because it, it seems like it's kind of based around that that uh, Battlefront VR mission that was on PSVR and in Battlefront One which 
was just incredible. I mean, it was the, the best thing I had played in VR. So I can't imagine playing Squadrons on a screen. I, I feel like that game needs to be played in VR from what I've seen. So Yeah, I agree. And uh, I'm really glad it's getting Oculus support because I'm going to get my link. And I'm going to sit here at my computer and I'm going to... I don't even like flight sims or, or flying games, but I'm definitely going to play that with the VR, dude. 100%. Take that yeah. to the bank. <laughs> so uh as for me um i haven't had a whole lot of time I, it's been a pretty busy week and i i think i had said before but i was gone on vacation so that was a nice little break but i didn't play anything while i was gone but um andy and i have been getting back into monster hunter as i mentioned earlier monster hunter world obviously um we actually i think it was last night we sat down and finally beat iceborne so we uh we did that finally after having the game since launch, um, but we're I think we're both kind of really getting back into it. My my big problem, both of our problems really is for us to play together. We like to sit in the office because we both have our, our desk setups and um, we sit in here and play just on our monitors respectively. But I think the problem is by the time we're at work all day long and, you know, we both sit at desks all day long, it's kind of like hard for us to find motivation to continue sitting in here and playing more games but um i think monster hunter is kind of pulling us back in so i'm excited to keep playing more of that uh we beat Zenogre earlier which is my favorite monster in the series so i really yeah, dude. enjoyed that fight it's really really good i'm really glad i, I played monster hunter world I, I gotta jump into iceborne i bought iceborne i just never yeah. got into playing it dude just let us know i mean we like i said we've been playing more um so yeah i'd, I'd love to play more monster hunter with you guys i think You'll really enjoy the stuff in Iceborne. I think it's far more challenging and um, rewarding too. I'd say so. Yeah, because the the armor gift that you get at the beginning of the World <laughs> now makes the game completely like not challenging whatsoever. I think I've done yeah. it twice. Yeah, and you know it was nice. I guess that you were able to to blow through the game like that, but it does kind of suck that you didn't really get the the experience that you know like I had when I played the game for the first time. So right. Um, right. But you'll get it. You'll get it with Iceborne. You'll get that that grind. So, um, but I did want to bring up uh, we bought Torchlight Two on Switch. Oh, that's a good game. Which, yeah, I, I honestly I didn't really know much about it, but it was on sale for like ten bucks, I think. And I found out it, it came out around the same time as Diablo Three um, originally, and I guess a lot of people played that game instead of Diablo Three because Diablo Three was obviously a disaster at launch. Um, but I was kind of curious, you know, I've played a lot of Diablo 3. I wanted to try something different. So we've been playing that co-op on the Switch and it's a panic button port. So they're the team that did Doom and um, Wolfenstein and all that stuff on Switch. So they're really good at porting and it definitely shows because this game runs at 60 frames per second. looks really good. So plays great. But that's really all I've been playing is, is those two games. But I was going to say, yeah, Torchlight Torchlight's a great co-op game. Yeah, it really is. It, it yeah. really is. And we played a lot of Diablo together, Andy and I. So we were we were trying to find something similar. And yeah. it, it's really filling that, that niche right now. I'll tell you what, dude. If you guys like those style games and you're not opposed to something a little slower, uh, Divinity 2 is really incredible, too. It's basically D&D, &D, but in video game form. But it is the combat is a lot slower. So I've I've wanted to to try this game because I've heard that that same kind of thing is like if you enjoy Diablo, Torchlight kind of games, like you said, I know it's different. But if you enjoy those kind of games, it's also a really good 
um, co-op kind of RPG. So I definitely want to check it out. I've heard phenomenal things about those two games. Yep. That might be next on the list for us. So, But anyway, enough of the games. Let's get into some news. Seth, why don't you start us off? Because I'm most excited about your topic. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, originally when I wrote it down, I was just going to talk about Gotham Knights. But I think... There's been so much DC news this week that, that maybe we should just talk about the DC event um, in I general. I and, and okay with that. Yeah. And yeah. what our, our, our whole overarching thoughts were, because I came into this with bare bones expectations. Now, I didn't watch or, or do any, watch any. I don't know if they had like a conference or anything like that, or maybe they just released tidbits of information. But um, I basically caught up on all the trailers, all the news and stuff they talked about. And mm-hmm. I got to say, guys, I'm coming in to this very hopeful for DC in the next few years. Um, I guess we'll talk about the biggest news that they talked about this week, which was the the trailer for the Batman. Yep. Um, which I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I was blown away. Um, I still don't like Robert Patterson and I think her name's Zoe. I don't know. I don't know her Zoe last Kravitz. name. Zoe Kravitz as, as Catwoman. Yep. Um, I, I can tolerate her a little more. I hate her outfit, but I can tolerate her a little more than Robert Patterson, Pat, Pat, Patting, Patting, Pattinson, Pattinson, Patterson. Pattinson? I don't remember. <laughs> Twilight Mr. guy. Mr. Yeah. Robert. Um, <laughs> now here, here's the thing though, is that I think he looks really, really good in the bat suit, but I don't like the way he looks out of the bat suit. Um, with the yeah, long hair and the, and the slim frame. I, I just, Listen, Bruce Wayne is supposed to be the strongest normal human on Earth. And and this has been backed up by Superman. Yep. And he should not be skinny. That's what made um, Ben Affleck's Batman so good was that he, he took all the steroids and got jacked yeah. and huge. And it felt like Batman. But I think the gritty nature and the, and the, the realistic nature of, of the movie they're going for it reminds me sort of like a Christopher Nolan approach but a lot more aggressive, a lot more dark, a lot more Batman. He, he definitely feels, it feels more like a Batman where I think the Christopher Nolan movies felt more like a James Bond movie. Um, the, the vibe I get from this is, it's, is we're going to see a, a real dark adaptation, a really angry adaptation. They said it's basically a uh, year two of Batman. Um, so I, I really like that idea. It seems like the Riddler and maybe even the Joker are going to have something to do with it. Um, I, I, I don't know how you guys feel. I really hope that if they do the Joker, it's not um, the joke the Joker from the movie we saw yeah last year. I, I think that like just leave that alone. Don't you don't mean the Suicide Squad one? No, the no, Joker. The, um, what is the it? Joker Joaquin movie. Phoenix. Or yeah, whatever. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Oh no, I think that was just a one off. I don't think they're gonna. Yeah, be... and I I would like for that to just stay a one off. And I knew what. Did you honest, like that one? Did you like that Joker? I, I thought the movie was amazing. I only yeah. need to see it once. It was too depressing. <laughs> It was. It's a very depressing movie. I'll never watch it again. I still have not watched it, but I've heard that comment oh, wow. from everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's um. It's a. It's a. It's an amazing movie. It's not a movie that I'm going to go out of my way to watch. It's because it's yeah. so d- depressing and, and sad. Um. But I, I. I'm sick of seeing the Joker and everything, man. Like I was really hoping when I watched this trailer that it was just going to be the Riddler, and that was going to yeah. be the main boss because the Riddler has a really good edge on Batman that he's. He's legitimately smarter than Batman. He he makes these puzzles and whatnot. And you can make a really good movie about the Riddler. But and then I saw and I'm hoping that we just get like that that random squad that's idolizing the Joker. I really don't want to see the Joker in this movie. Yeah. Um, but what what did you guys think of the trailer? I thought it looked phenomenal. I I was first off I want to say I was shocked that we even got a trailer considering they came out and said this this movie is a quarter done. 
filming. Like they have filmed a quarter of this movie. Which did they is specifically insane. say? Did they specifically say filming? Yeah, they've done? only they've only filmed twenty five percent of the movie. Okay, as of this last weekend. Yeah. So, which I don't even know how they made a trailer out of that, to be honest. But either way, I you know that aside, I think it looks phenomenal. I actually um, something about the way Robert Pattinson, Patterson, whatever his name is. <laughs> Um, I'm looking this up. We can't. Something about the way he looks really reminded me of Terry McGinnis. Yeah, I agree. Um, I really got that vibe from him, so I I thought that was pretty neat. It is Pattinson. 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 Patty boy. There's no G. There's no ER. It's Pattinson. Robert Patty. (laughs) Robert Patty cakes. RP. Oh, Patty cakes. I loved the dark gothic kind of feel. I think you know. Yeah, we got some kind of darker Batman films with the Nolan stuff, but this is still obviously drastically darker tone than those those movies were. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, I, th- I think one of you on the podcast agrees with me. I do not like the Nolan films at all. I like one and two. I'm not a fan of Rises. Coach, yeah. how, do you, how do you feel about the Nolan films? Okay, so I love the first one because I like that origin story. And then the second one is... My favorite superhero movie. Next to, um, let's see, Avengers, not Endgame, but what's the Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah. Because that Thor moment, when he comes out of nowhere, there's no better scene in <laughs> yeah. cinema history than that. And I don't care when Rocky knocked out, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, what's his face? Mr. Oh, T. Creed? Oh, no. no. Mr. T. But anyways, um I really liked the first two, and I don't know what drugs he was on for the third one because it didn't make sense. He he veered left really bad on on the third one. Um, yeah. But the the trailer it was good. I'm still hesitant because Robert Patty Boy Pattinson <laughs> he I, he just doesn't he doesn't feel no he doesn't fit the part no now. We might get into next year. Is it is it a 2021 or 22 release? 21. Yep. We might get into next year and we go to the theaters and watch it and it blows us away and we're like, wow, okay, we were wrong on that, which I hope it is. But um, yeah, you know, I want to see uh, more Riddler than Joker. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I do want to say we're trashing on Robert Pattinson. It's really, truly not because of the Twilight movies. It's no. just the way he looks. It's his yeah. demeanor and the way he looks. Because at the end, he looks strung out. Like I even asked yeah, Austin, dude. I'm like, does he have mental issues? You think yeah. he's like struggling with mental issues? Like, because that one, that last scene at the end, he looks like just so he's like out there. Well, well honestly, I, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I mean, considering the life he had, I think that might kind of be what they're aiming for with this film is like, seeing the struggles of Batman. So I think that could be interesting. Well, he's definitely unhinged. Like when we saw him yeah. beat up that thug, he like really yeah. beat the crap out of yeah. him. Yeah. Like he like breaks his, he like breaks his skull on the pavement. Like he's really a violent Batman. And I like that because it's different. We don't get to see that that often. Yeah. Uh, we did, we did see that with Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's Batman was very brutal, but this one just seems more dark, gritty. Um, but I think the reason you think he looks so strung out is because he's wearing the eye makeup. And yeah. I, I actually really love this scene with him wearing the eye makeup because if you watch in all the other Batman movies, they're all wearing the eye makeup, which covers, you know, from where the cowl goes to the eyeball, it, yeah. it, it makes it black. 
but when they take off the cowl, that makeup's not there. So we're not used to seeing that. But when okay. but in this movie, in this movie, he actually has that across his face when he takes off his cowl. So I think that's actually a really cool thing. And yeah, he like like I said, he it's, it's he really doesn't fit the part, and that's the problem. It's not because of Twilight. Like, cause I actually do think he's a decent actor. Like when you watch him in Harry Potter, like he's a decent actor. He's a good yeah. actor. But it, it, it's just a very weird casting. Now, he might go into this movie and blow us all away. I really hope he does. Because I, I liked what I saw from the trailer. I think he has good acting skills. It's just it, it, it's me getting over the hurdle of this dude does not look like a Bruce Wayne. He looks more like a Robin or a Nightwing or or like you said, Terry McGinnis. But... Yeah. Okay, I got a two-parter for you. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. Part one. What did you think of the end of Man of Steel when superman had to kill zod, zod. what did um, you think of that did that bother you no it didn't bother me it, it how about you austin no i it didn't really bother me i honestly i don't know that much about superman i've never really read his comics so i didn't really it wasn't really a problem for me because a lot of people had issues with that yeah and did. it didn't me because i don't I mean, I, 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 I get into him, but I don't take him that serious. And to me, this was just a different version of Superman, right. you know, just a different version. And he had to do what he had to do. Right. Now, what if this Batman actually kills somebody? It, 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 it's mm. completely different. I think it's completely different. If this Batman, it doesn't follow like that would be like Spider-Man not being based off of spiders, you know, like and calling it Spider-Man, like they, yeah. like Batman's code is what makes him Batman. Right. It's not the it's not it's not the costume. It's it's his code. That that that's that's the whole point of Batman is that he's better than the criminals. Um. So essentially, if if he goes on a killing spree, it's not a Batman movie anymore. I mean, the, you're you're so far detached from the source material that like you basically just got a guy in a black suit that it's a vigilante, you know. Um. I, I think it, it's much different than Superman because I think a lot of people don't know that about Superman, that he doesn't like to kill, but Superman will kill. Like he, he, yeah. he'll like Batman will do everything he can not to destroy even the worst bad guys that threaten the DC universe. But Superman will like, like he'll straight up like punch holes in, in the, the main villain's <laughs> chests and stuff like that. Like he will, he will kill people. He will destroy things. Um, now he, go, he tries not to obviously, but he will do it. Um, I think with the Zod scene was, it wasn't so much that he killed Zod at the end of the movie that that bothered me. It was that he didn't have to. He could have done any other yeah. any other thing at that point. And he, if if him killing Zod was him trying to protect the people that were in front of Zod, it didn't make any sense because that he he literally took the laser right over their heads. Like the, that, that whole scene doesn't make any sense. You could have flew in in the air and broke his neck. You know. Yeah. It, it did that scene didn't make sense, but. Was that your two-parter or do you have another part? Yeah, that, no, that was it because, okay. you know, they kind of went away from who Superman was when he killed Zod, I think. Um, and there was a lot of controversy with that amongst the, you know, our nerdum, yeah. you know, community. <laughs> right. But um, as long as they stay true to the character, I don't mind changes, you know, little bits of changes. Now, so let's go back to the third uh, – the third Batman uh, rises, you know, the whole way they introduced Robin, mm -hmm. you know, stupid. that was a joke, dude. It was stupid. That was yeah. Stupid. That was, stu that was like the worst thing. Like I hated that so much. Yeah. 
and because they really didn't even introduce robin like he he drew a, a batman symbol on the on the that building and then he's like what's your name oh robin right okay <laughs> that's it all right sure whatever dude. Oh, god yeah that movie that i mean i don't know maybe it's elijah that doesn't like those movies i'm not sure if i had to choose one of the nolan movies to watch it's gonna be the first one that's the one i like the most um but i i just don't like any of those movies to be honest i think Anne hathaway is a good catwoman though yeah i agree with that but um any closing thoughts on uh the batman any other thoughts on it no, I'm like I'm. I can't wait to see the next trailer and get more information on it. I'm like, yeah, I, I purposely like didn't want to hear any news leading up to it, and so, but I was pleased. I was pleased. I still have reservations, but yep, you know. same here, same here. I, w- I was pleasantly surprised. Um, so let's move on to the the next biggest announcement, I think, which is uh, the announcement of Gotham Knights from yeah. who is it? Montreal. WB yeah, Montreal. WB Montreal. Yeah, because Rocksteady's making the Suicide Squad game, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So WB Montreal, the makers of Arkham Origins, they're making a new game in the Batman universe, uh, the Batman Arkham universe, um, Gotham Knights, which takes place after Batman has quote unquote died. So first off, what do we think of this concept? Batman's dead. It's the Bat Family going after the Court of Owls because it to me it doesn't make sense in the timeline of the Arkham series. Well. The sorry, <laughs> I think Coach might be about. To no, say go ahead, go ahead. It, it's it's not set in the Arkham verse. Seth, the, the Suicide Squad is. Oh um, really? I thought Gotham Knights yeah, was Gotham, in the Arkham verse. Nope, Gotham Knights is like a spinoff. They confirmed that it's it's not related to the last four games. Okay, well that makes sense then. So so yeah. uh, in that case, I uh, I have no problems with this. Concept. Yeah, because I I had that same qualm at first when they announced it. I was like, okay, well. Barbara Gordon is not Oracle, but Batman is dead. Like what? <laughs> so that doesn't really work. Um, and then the whole Red Hood thing, I was like, that doesn't really connect. Yeah, but, the, yeah. it made no sense. They yeah. should have come out and said that originally because it does yeah. look just like the Arkham games. It, it does. The, the, They're wearing the, the same outfits. Yeah, uh, Bruce Wayne looks exactly the same as he does in the Arkham games. So that that's what made me think that it was part of the Arkham series, but I guess yeah, that, that's very strange to me. But um, what do you guys think of the concept? Uh, the the four player co op, two to four player co op, um, the Bat Family, Batman's supposedly not in it. I was shocked because you know we came in kind of knowing from the leak that Suicide Squad was going to be the games as a service type thing, but I was not expecting this game to be you know not about Batman at all and about you know the Bat Family. And co-op of all things, two-player co-op. I think it's awesome. I do I too. Think, I agree. I think you know. I know. I understand why people are upset from one point of view, as far as like, where's Batman? Why is this not a Batman game? But we've gotten four really good Batman games, and I think it's it's time for these characters to shine a little bit. I think Nightwing, awesome character. Red Hood, who we've barely seen in the Arkham games, awesome character. Um, even even Batgirl and and uh, Robin, like you know, we have these four awesome characters that we really have not seen that much, you know, in the in the past Arkham games. Not that this is an Arkham game, but it's similar enough. Was Batwoman in the trailer? No, just Batgirl. Batgirl. Oh, it was yeah. just Batgirl. Okay. Yes. Yeah, but I think the idea of these four characters coming together and and being able to play the whole thing co-op, it looks like it's kind of a newer assassin's creed style game where there's like the levels and um it's kind of an rpg but still like open world beat-em-up type thing i think it looks just phenomenal and it it, 
you know, I would have been excited for a new Batman game, but this completely blew my ex- expectations like over the edge. Like this is much yep, more exciting than a new Batman game for me. I agree. This, this looks awesome. Go ahead, coach. Okay. So <laughs> you knew I'm waiting, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So of course this is one of my favorite series all time, you know, and I go back to when I first started making videos on YouTube in 2012, I made a video um, expressing my thoughts about how Rocksteady needs to make a, mo- a movie, make a game based on like either Nightwing or um, Green Arrow. I think a Green Arrow would be freaking awesome, you know. Um, but fast forward to now, eight years later, be- seeing this happen just like blew me away. Being so excited to play as any of these characters and and be able to experience something different. So you could play this game four different times and have fun doing it four different times with different characters. It looks good. At first, we didn't know, like just watching the uh, trailer, I didn't know what system it was going to be on, but um, it's going to be on all four. So PS4, PS5, and of course the Xbox series, the the 20 different Xboxes that are going to be out there, and of course PC. But I'm very cautious because if we remember last time WB Montreal did a game, there was some controversy because, and it wasn't, I don't think it was based on WB Montreal as much as WB as the publisher, because there were some technical issues that they didn't fix. And they were focusing on the, um, the DLC, the story DLC, which worked out because the story DLC didn't have the issues in the game. Um, what was the story DLC for Origins again? It was when he got the new suit and it was, uh, it was, I don't know. Do I want to say it was Mr. Freeze? I think it was Mr. Freeze. Yeah, it was Mr. Freeze. Yeah. So, um, and it was really good. Like every game in the series has been phenomenal. So WB Montreal, I do trust them because they ported um, Arkham City to the Wii U and they added um, the Armored Edition, which is really cool. It's like a power-up after you get a certain combo, sets Mm -hmm. of combos in. And um, so, yeah, so I'm I'm excited. And then it's like Gears, right? You could play by yourself, which is going to be fun, but it's funner when you play as as in co-op now i hope that the one thing about gears is those um those levels right or the chapters they're pretty long because remember we would uh stream those on like friday nights or whatever austin and they would take almost two hours to do a chapter so i'm hoping that that's going to be the same with gotham knights that these chapters are going to be long yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised by that. Um, I think first I, I want to read into to the Court of Owls because I, I know nothing about Oh, you haven't read the Court of Owls? No, I know literally Bro. nothing. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. So I want to do that before the game. But I was going to say my only complaint, which, you know, maybe it's a technical issue, um, which, you know, understandably so. The game looks really, really good. And, you know, it seems to be open world. So maybe that's a problem. But 
the fact that there are four characters, but it's only a two-player co-op is a little bit disappointing. <laughs> I thought it was two to four. Nope, it's only two. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, so... Because it would be awesome, obviously, if like all four of us could could play together and play this game all the way through. It'd be really neat, so... Well, we kind of can because like me and Seth could pair up and you and Elijah could pair up or something and yeah. we could stream on the YouTube channel and then we could stream on uh, Twitch. So, yeah. So I, yeah. I guess I'll give my opinions on it. Um, okay, go for it. Yeah. So I think first off, I think the biggest hurdle that this game's going to come over isn't going to be that's made by W Montreal. I think the biggest hurdle is going to come over is the fact that people are going to think this is connected to the Arkhamverse because I did. And I, you know, I'm a high end video game news reader. And I think that, that most people buying this game are probably going to assume it takes place in the Arkham universe. And that's going to cause a, yeah. a lot of a few issues. Um, the only other complaint I have before I can jump into the positive stuff is uh, Batgirl's outfit. I hate it. Uh, yeah, I hate it simply because it takes uh, it takes um, inspiration from her new 52 remake where they, they made her not look like a vigilante warrior that she is. They made her look like a little girl. I hate that. Who? Batgirl, Barbara okay. Gordon. Yeah, in, in the new 52, at the, towards the middle or the... Yeah, it was like the middle of her run in the new 52. They they changed her outfit. Because, you know, her old outfit was, like, very tight and, like, that she was wearing high heels and people thought they were sexualizing. I never thought that. I thought she was like a badass, but um, I, hated her. I, I hated the way that her art and outfit switched. Um, I think it's her worst outfit by far. Now, they did end up giving her, in the last couple of years, um, a more modernized more cool outfit that i think is is better for her and this outfit in the game kind of takes inspiration from both of them she doesn't look like a little kid she doesn't look like a, a badass warrior from like you know like, like she did in the dlc for arkham knight but there's there's a nice middle ground there it's not terrible it's just not my favorite part i think every other character looks amazing the environments look amazing the combat looks awesome and the story looks awesome i cannot wait for this game guys like, i'm super super excited for it hopefully we don't have to wait too long i'm anticipating it's probably going to come out in the winter but i'm hoping it comes out in the spring or summer i would really love for it to come out um sooner rather than later because yeah, definitely because it is probably now my most anticipated game of upcoming the next generation now we got to figure out boys what console we're getting it for because yeah. if, if you guys don't want to if you guys aren't, aren't jumping in to the co-op and, and, and committing i'm probably gonna get it on pc <laughs> But if you guys want to play co-op, I'll get it on PS4. So yeah. or PS5 Wait, probably. Yeah. So we got to figure out PS4, PS5, PC. We got to figure out where we're at, where we can all play together. Because I am 100% down to like get get nasty with this game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 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 going. All, I love all these characters. Like like yep. as in 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 the Batman comics, I love the Bat family more than I love Batman when it comes to like jason todd and dick grayson and tim drake and dude these these characters are so cool and their outfits are awesome and yeah jason todd with the guns and stuff like that man i'm really really excited and, and the court of owls is a great story it's one of batman's best stories and i'm i'm super super hyped for it so and also um i know i kind of put this in our chat too is i highly recommend if you can read battle for the cow Oh, yeah, Battle for the mm. Cow's great. Because well. I'm not saying that Batman is going to come back. I mean, I don't know. 100%. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. Remember with um, with the last game, Arkham Knight, you know, they tried to, you know, blow up the Arkham Knight. Like, he's this new character. Yeah. And then what do they say? Your pre-order bonus is 
a skin for the red hood. And everyone's like, okay, come on, man. I mean, like, let's not yep. make it so obvious who fact, the Arkham Knight is. I, I remember very specifically me and you arguing on the podcast, Coach, because yeah. it was so clear to me that it was going to be the Red Hood. And and you really you were like, oh no, they promised it was going to be a new character. And I know. And then before <laughs> they, know, the game even came out, they spoiled the whole freaking story. Yeah. Like, like, come on, guys. I will say this though, out of all the Bat family, I think it would be the coolest and probably the easiest where you could do homemade is to put together an Arkham Knight um costume because a lot of it is military, you know. Oh um, yeah, it was very realistic. It was yeah. very realistic. So those two, and if you guys haven't, I highly recommend this too. Watch the DC animated movie Batman Bad Blood because that has everybody. It has Batman, Robin, but Damien. Uh, it has Nightwing, Batgirl, Batwoman. You know, they introduce Batwoman and then Batwing. So they have all six. And I just think that for DC, they missed on an opportunity to have a kick-ass series, a weekly series of, of the Bat family. I think that would have been huge. I mean, I love um, the first two seasons of uh, Young Justice. And oh, the third yeah, season... Third season was good too, but um, again, they tried to instill too many, you know, political views or whatever, but it was third season was still good, but I really think they missed an opportunity to do something with the bat family where they don't need Batman and they could just focus on characters that we don't see a lot like Batwoman, right? And Batwing. You know, because they got good stories. Both of those two have really good backstories that I think would be interesting. And um, I think people would enjoy, you know, watching it in animated form. So, um, And just one last thing before we talk about Suicide Squad, because I know we're running long. Uh, my prediction, Batman's faking his death. 100%. Oh, same. Yeah, for sure. 100%. For sure. It's like the oldest Batman trope there is. He's faking his death. <laughs> um, but... Let's talk about the last big announcement, uh, Suicide Squad. We got a, it was probably, what, four-minute trailer? C- all completely yeah. CGI, and it just it basically is just uh, Harley Quinn, uh, the shark dude, what's his name? King Shark. King Shark, Boomerang, and Deadshot on a roof, just yep. joking around and uh, killing a couple monsters, then Superman shows up. And I, I will, I'll say as far as CG trailers goes, it's a high-quality CG trailer, um, didn't give us any information whatsoever about the game. No. But the biggest reveal about this trailer was that it's two years away. At least <laughs> two Dude. Yep. What kind of crack were they smoking where they're like, let's announce this game and give it a release date two years from now? Well, I think a lot of it, Seth, is the fact that everybody has been asking, what the hell is Rocksteady doing? So I think this was them giving us a bone like, okay, so this is what's going on. We could file it away back in our minds like, okay, this is coming. We could focus on Gotham Knights. And then once we're done playing Gotham Knights and they're making their money and after the DLC, now we could start focusing on uh, Suicide Squad. I just have a feeling that this is going to be one of those games that does not go away for two years and by the time it comes out we're all gonna be sick of it and and everyone's gonna be mad yeah because like the hype around it's already not great like it's a suicide squad game it might be a games as a service like we don't really know uh 
it, Superman and Brainiac. Well, Brainiac appears to be the main villain, and Superman. He, he he's probably controlling Superman in some way. But man, I'll tell you what, this trailer did nothing for me. I <laughs> I, I I am still not excited or hyped for this game whatsoever. I don't care. And stop showing me just CGI trailers. It's the worst yeah. thing they do in gaming, dude. I hate it so much. You didn't even show me what the game looked like. You just showed me a, a, a trailer that gave me no information, no story. You just gave me a release date. I don't well, care. I don't, I don't care. I don't know if you did. You watch the live stream, or you went back and just watched the trailer? After? I just went back and watched the trailer. Okay, good. Because if you were watching the live stream after that trailer, you got to sit through ten minutes. Oh God. Of of uh, freaking what's the guy that plays lego batman what's his name uh will arnett um sitting there talking to the the four suicide squad characters and their little like pictures are showing up on the screen and they're just bantering and like it's it's nothing it's just like they're sitting there like talking like there are these characters in this game for like 10 minutes it was awful absolutely awful there's a right way and there's a wrong way to announce video games this is the wrong way to do it yeah I don't care I about CGI trailers, dude, at all. I, back when I was a kid, I was like, oh, wow, this looks really cool. Hopefully this is what the game looks like. I know better now. I know like this is not what the yeah. game's going to look like. I need to know what the game's going to look like. I need to know the perspective. I need to know the gameplay. I need to know like if this is games as a service, how does it work? Because that's the rumor and it's turning a lot of people off. Like you, They should have cleared this up, and they, and they should have kept their mouth shut for another six months to a year. That's all there is. So, yeah, so I like the trailer. I, I thought it was fine. I, I thought it was just what I expected. You know, we got the the interactions and it's just suicide squad. Like it, it looked like what I expected. Um, yeah, I could have, I could have made that trailer up in my mind. It yeah. could have been an animated movie trailer for all we care. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, the thing I was more excited for was after they did that 10 minute dialogue story, whatever the heck they were trying to do with that. That was awful. Um, the, one of the devs from, Rocksteady came out and he was talking and I was like sitting there like, okay, what are they going to tell us? Are they going to tell us this games as a service? And we really didn't get anything. Like the only thing we got was he said it would be more gunplay focused, which is interesting. Well, it has to uh, be. Yeah, of course. And he said, um, obviously one to four players and then that it was set in the Arkham universe. So and, do you imagine it being something like division Yes, I don't. I imagine it being something like Marvel Avengers. I well, think I don't even know what that's about. So Marvel Avengers is basically a mission structure. You choose your hero, you yeah. go in and go up. That's that's how I I think I, I in my mind it has to play like it has to play like Marvel Avengers. There's no way it can be like the Division where it's like an open world. I don't I don't know, man. I really don't know. I don't I don't know how this game works because they didn't show me anything, and I don't know how it becomes successful because I think the Suicide Squad is DC's weakest property. Yeah. So, writing wise, I mean, they're obviously popular, but I think writing wise, dude, the, I, I can't name you a single good Suicide Squad story. The, it's all the <laughs> same. It's like, okay, here's Harley Quinn bantering with uh, Deadshot because they don't like each other, except sometimes they hook up and have a romantic interest for an issue or a, a 10 minute scene. And then we got King Shark, you know, just doing his King Shark <laughs> thing shark. where he, he's angry all the time. And, and Boomerang being a the comic bonehead to everyone. Yeah, Boomerang yeah. being like the weak Yamcha comic relief. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, We know all these characters. We know how they're going to interact. I just feel like the CG trailer was not needed. We didn't need this. We, we already knew these characters. We know exactly. They never change. You know, they've been the yeah. same for 50, 20 years ever since they 
made Harley Quinn an anti-hero. And it's like they shouldn't have revealed it. No, they should have. Yeah, it was too it, early. That's all there is to it. Until they, they could have waited until the video game anymore. awards, you know. I mean, that's that's. I think I still think that's too early, dude. When you give me a release date that's two years in the future, I just check out. I'm like, you know what? I can't. I don't care anymore. You know, like that. That's just that's just the thing. I I don't care. It's too, it's too far away, and I just think that this game is doomed to fail from Jump Street. And and my opinion on that has not changed based on this four minute CGI trailer that I could have made up in my mind. Cause let me ask you guys this. Do you think people want to play as suicide squad? I mean, like the only one that people are going to want to play is, is, is Harley Quinn, but like, are there any characters on there that you're going to be like, yeah, you know, like this, I'm, I'm doing this. No, dude, no, there's not. I don't, none of those characters sound fun to play. You could argue that Deadshot could be fun to play. If there's really good gunplay in it, but is it, can we really make that assumption? Yeah. So, uh, the characters, uh, I think Deadshot would be, uh, um, uh, he, if there's fun, okay, gunplay. that's not working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had, we had some right. technical difficulties. Yeah. And we were trying to make it seamless, but it, it didn't go over well. So, <laughs> but we were talking about, um, the, the relevance and then how fun these characters would be to play. Austin, I know you dropped that a couple yeah. of seconds before. And basically the consensus is that like, Harley Quinn, I think, could be fun to play to a certain extent. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but like, unless there's like good shooting mechanics, I, I don't see Deadshot, Kill King Shark, or Boomerang being fun like at all to play as in, in Suicide Squad. You know, and I'm really curious about that because I, you know, he said it would be more shooting based, but I'm curious what exactly that means. Like, is this a full on third person shooter or? you know what what is this game um and that's the problem yeah and i agree but the the reason i bring that up is obviously this is rock steady this is a this is a company known for making beat-em-ups like i i'm i'm not saying they don't have the resources to make a good kind of third person shooter if that's what this is but um i'm just kind of curious how that turns out well i'm sure it'll be good because remember retro went first person to an amazing yeah, that's true. Platformer in Donkey Kong Country. Well, here, I have zero faith this game's going to be good. Here's what I'll say about that right quick is that I did um I didn't bring this up in the show uh, in the beginning of the show cuz I didn't play enough of it, but I did try the Avengers beta this weekend. And and um the shooting mechanics are not good at all. And you can really tell that this this game is is just not really flowing. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, I have heard a resounding "this is mediocre" from across the yeah. Like the the gameplay is all over the place because the problem is like Hulk is just a, a beat him up character. Then you switch to Iron Man, which is like a mix between Hulk and kind of Black Widow, and then you have Black Widow that's like trying to play like a third person shooter type thing, and there's just no nothing feels right. So that's my that's my concern with Suicide Squad. Honestly, is it's going to be the same thing? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was saying. I just don't see how this game plays any different than the Avengers. I feel like it has to play the exact same way. I mean, obviously not the exact same, but in a, in a yeah. very similar way. So it's, yeah. it's very strange that these two games are coming out alongside each other. I think Avengers is going to flop. Yeah. Um, and I think Suicide Squad might flop as well. I I think I think DC really overestimates how popular Suicide Squad is because Harley Quinn's obviously very popular. People, I mean, people do like harley quinn quite a bit especially yeah. you know when she came into the suicide squad movie and they picked the hottest woman possible to play <laughs> harley quinn like like come on let's let's be straight here 
Everyone um, likes her now. Everyone's a big fan of Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah. watch Wolf of Wall Street. You won't you won't be disappointed. Um, but I just think that like Harley Quinn enough isn't Harley Quinn's not enough to sell me on the no. Suicide Squad game, dude. Especially when like you know she's only possibly one quarter of the game, and it's just like I mean I don't like Harley Quinn to begin with, but I don't you know, know, Coach. What do you what do you think? I think that remember. Probably in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, uh, that game City of Heroes and City of Villains. Oh yeah, they, those games sucked. Okay, <laughs> so I never played it, but my I had a couple friends that were like they were all about that. Yeah, I really. But the one like... thing that I thought was interesting is you could make your own hero or your own villain, mm-hmm. and maybe they should have done something like that. I don't know how difficult that would have been. But I think it would be more interesting to make your own uh, player, given its own well, powers, instead of playing as Suicide Squad. Yeah. Well, they they did that, and it was DC Universe Online. <laughs> and that game is fun for like a couple hours until. Yeah, it's not. But that isn't great. that a um, what you would call it? It's an MMO. Yeah, it's an MMO. But. No, I'm I'm just joking around, but you you can make your own character in that game, but it's it's honestly not very good. I didn't enjoy my time yeah. with DC Universe, but um, I was just gonna say right quick before we move off the the DC event, the stuff they announced about the new Flash movie kind of has me interested. Yeah, Ben Affleck um, coming back as Batman is interesting. Yeah, because it's Flashpoint, right? Yep. Yeah, and supposedly Michael Keaton as well. Um, Yo, how awesome would it be if the reason this the the new Batman is so brutal is because it's Thomas Wayne, not Bruce Wayne? Oh man, because they're showing the red bat symbol, right? And that's Thomas yeah. Wayne's bat suit. I know it's not. I know it's not real, but how awesome would it be if that would have been dude? awesome? Yeah. And, and the uh, the Joker squad is from um, Martha Wayne because she's yep. bat. Yep. She's she's Joker. That would be a really cool concept, dude. Yep. They're not going to do that, but I hope they. I wish they would. No. Yeah, I, I, uh, it would be cool. I, I don't know. I'm like a sucker for Flashpoint for some reason. Like no yeah. matter how many times I do it, I, I just love that story. Even the, the way they did it on um, the CW show, I thought was really well done. So did you see the animated movie? Yeah. 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 So this is the thing because DC and their movies, they real they struck out bad yeah. because Marvel already had something established. And DC felt that they needed to catch up to them, which is totally false. They could have gone their own speed and done what they wanted to do and create their own um, cinematic universe. But hopefully they use this to create their own cinematic universe and not worry about Marvel and just do their own thing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time, and maybe we can just wrap up here, but this is the first time I feel like I've been overly excited about pretty much everything we dc has moving well, forward especially the, the flashpoint movie gives them a chance to start over and i think yeah. that's very important because they, they've just they, they've ran this into the ground and they haven't done a good job and yep maybe they can start over now and do it right yep so we'll see but yeah i, I thought the the fandom event overall was was really well done I thought they, they really did show a lot of cool stuff. I thought it was a really neat concept to kind of blend the the games and comics and movies all into one right. event. Because I feel like if you're a fan of one, you're a fan of all. So why not just do it all at one time? Yep, I agree. But 
Anyway, uh, we'll do one last news topic since we're running a bit long today, but I wanted to talk about the kind of reports going around this week that Nintendo is planning on releasing a new upgraded Switch next year. Um, the article I pulled this from specifically was on Bloomberg, so that's where this information I'm about to tell you is from. But they said in their article basically that um, they had spoken with people familiar with the matter and they told Bloomberg that, yes, there's an upgraded Switch model releasing next year. And that while the spe specifications have not exactly been finalized, they have looked into more computing power and 4K, um, which is interesting. And then they the, the last kind of tidbit here is that the reason this year has been so quiet for Nintendo is because they're saving a lot of huge titles for next year with the launch of um, this new upgraded Switch. So I wanted to talk about this huh. quick because Coach and I frequently call each other on the phone and we're like, what's Nintendo doing? Because this year... How often is this conversation happening? Oh, every 30 minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like, oh, bro, I forgot to tell you. Have you guys I seen forgot any to tell updates? You. Any updates? Where are the updates? <laughs> no, but legitimately, though, I mean... How often does this... <laughs> That was Nintendo, Nintendo's had a decent first start this year. You know, they had Paper Mario, they had Animal Crossing, they had Xenoblade remastered. It's not like there have been no games, but moving forward, we literally know nothing that's coming out this fall at all. We have nothing. So, well, Coach and I, like I said, we talk about this and we're like, you know, what's what's the deal? What's going on? So, you know, maybe that's why is because they're saving all these games for next year, but let alone the whole Switch upgrade thing. I, I you know, I, the 4K thing is a little bothersome to me. I can't imagine Nintendo doing 4K because that just doesn't really. I feel like if they try to do that with a portable system, that just doesn't work. Right, I agree. Um, um and it's unnecessary. It might work if they do what we originally thought they were going to do, and the dock actually powers up. Yeah. You know, but who knows? Yeah, and be a thing. I, you know, and I'm curious what happens because I think it's pretty obvious at this point the Switch is is relatively underpowered um, compared to to other systems. But to right. me, that's not a big deal because I don't really play those same games on the Switch that I would be playing on the other systems. Yeah. Um, but obviously, with PS5 and and Series X coming out, it's going to be even a bigger kind of um, gap between the switch and and those new systems so maybe that's what they're trying to do is is upgrade the switch so at least games like um i don't even know what's coming out next gen next gen games can be ported to to this new upgraded switch or whatever it is but what do you guys think about this i mean would you be interested in an upgraded switch is this something that you think would would do well for nintendo what are you guys thinking well yeah the question is though are you going to be able to so, for instance, are you going to be able to play whatever new games come out on your original Switch? That's mm -hmm. the big the big question. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that will burn a lot of people because it's only been three years, right? Or I'd say, what, three and a half? Going on three and a half years of the Switch. So, um, yeah. the question is, like, and also, is the upgrade going to be the minimal upgrade that we got you know, with just the battery life or will it be something like the PS4 to the PS4 pro? Right. 
you know, yeah, that, right. that's where it comes into question. So if, if it's true that they're, you know, saving everything for next year, then this seems like it might be a, a really big upgrade. Maybe even, I don't know if it'd be a switch Two, could be a switch yeah. pro, but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, of course I'll get it, especially if, you know, games will look better like breath of the wild, the original breath of the wild. It won't have the stuttering. Um, and like what we were talking about, uh, on the regular phone, um, yeah, the uh, Link's Awakening too. You know that that stutter that you would get. I'll tell you guys, I wouldn't be mad if it was just a home console. And it's like if you want to play your more powerful 4K games, oh, that'd be here interesting. You, go, you know, yeah. and that, and like you know, it's just they call it the Switch Home or something like that. And like I said, if you if you want to play your uh, your more powerful games, here you go. Play, play Honestly, I hadn't really thought console about console that. And, uh, and have fun. I think that's that's the way to go because here's the thing, man, is that this is a problem that started back in 2005 when Nintendo launched the Wii without HD. Yep. Right. This this is this is this is a this is a problem that that they've been trying to fix ever since. And when they did that with the Wii and they, they released an underpowered console that was focused more on the experience of playing it than the, the actual graphics and, and power, and the PS3 and Xbox 360 ended up leaving the dust. Nintendo could no longer get the, the third-party support because devs would have to make a completely separate game for the Wii. So they ended up making the Wii U in a mid-generation point, uh, made it slightly stronger than the PS3 and Xbox 360, which got overshadowed by the PS4 and Xbox One. And then, you know, halfway through, they released the Switch again, which is, you know, on, you can play the PS4 and Xbox One games, a little underpowered. But now, you know, a, a couple of years later, again, it's even the next generation, and, and Nintendo cannot play then isn't going to be able to play the new game so like in my opinion the thing that to, to do to fix this is to just drop a 600 hundred dollar console reset yourself it's going to suck for the switch owners um but reset yourself and fix it because otherwise you're going to keep going in the slake where they release these mid-generation things and they're going to have trouble getting getting games yeah. now, you, you could argue that that, that might that, that's not the case for nintendo but Nintendo's really struggling getting you know, third-party games that are coming to every other console right now because developers, again, just don't want to make a lower-powered separate game for them. Um, and I think that also another problem is, is that, like, they tend to do this when they're releasing uh, a new console is that they just kind of stop announcing things and stop releasing games. They yep. did this for the Wii U as well. Yeah. And, and, and for, like, for, like, they did it for, like, a year and a half. They got no games. Switch is still getting games. It's still getting third-party support, but the... the reason people buy Nintendo consoles is for Nintendo first party games. That that's how it's been since probably the Wii. I mean, the GameCube didn't really yeah. have that issue. It got a lot of third party support, but ever since the Wii, it's pretty much just been a first party machine. And I think that by just going silent, you're kind of just spit in the face of your, your most loyal supporters, because I don't know if you guys remember this is a long time ago, but they announced breath of the wild as a Wii U game. Yep. And back then, I was like, I think it's probably going to come to the Wii U and the Switch. And I think, Austin, I think you were the one that said, well, they would never do that because it would be a giant yeah. middle finger to the to the people that waited for it. And that's exactly what they ended up doing. Um, yep. And I think that what we're going to see is probably a similar situation where, you know, not the exact same situation, but they're just going to go silent on the Switch and then they'll release a Switch Pro or whatever. And I think to answer your question, Coach, I can't imagine that they would be dumb enough to make it not play Switch games. If this is even true. Like, I mean, I, well, this, is, this, is, this seems pretty reliable, but I, 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 you know, I, I think that they would be out of control 
not to allow people to play their switch games because it's it, it just came out what three years ago four years ago yeah. Well, I think I think he's saying like the Switch can't play the like the pro games, I think is what. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I would imagine that there's probably going to be exclusive games to this console. Yeah, which so, they they did that, too, with the, the new 3DS because um, Xenoblade 3D was yep. only on only playable on new 3DS. And so yep. was I think it was Hyrule. No, not Hyrule yeah. Warriors. It was well, Fire Emblem Warriors. No, Fire Emblem or no. Hyrule Warriors was on both, but. You couldn't play it on. Was the it like re- a Metroid Prime or a Metroid game that was exclusive? No, mm, no. You're high. <laughs> but yeah, I you know I'm really curious. I honestly I'm pretty happy with my Switch. I don't necessarily need an upgrade. I think for me, um, like I said, the 4K thing doesn't particularly make sense if they're still trying to do a handheld. But if it's something like Seth said, like a home console. Um, it would make sense to to go that route, but I will say, I think it'd be kind of neat if if all that this was was a dock, and I it agree. was literally just a dock, and they were like, "Hey, look, like we know you all already have a switch, buy this dock, and it'll make it stronger." Yep, I agree. I, I think would be awesome because that that turns it into a more of a modular type right. um, setup, yep. and and that that like you said, it doesn't you know give a big big middle finger to the 60 million people that already own switches it's a a more of a hey look like you can make your switch even better than it is yeah i think think releasing uh, a standalone console right now would just be a huge huge mistake for nintendo it's it's too early but then again think of it what add-ons have sold well for any system that's true so the 32x right for the Sega Genesis, yeah, did that sell well? I was gonna say, are you saying that sold well. I was gonna say, I don't think so. <laughs> no. And then there was the other one. There was, um, what was there was two add-ons that you could put on the Sega Genesis. Oh, Sega CD. That's it. And I guess I don't know. You have to be careful because if you're going to do add-ons, you have to make sure that it's gonna be you're gonna support it. And it's going to be worth the money that people are going to pay for it. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Because then it, it does become a, hey, I already have a Switch. Why would I need right. to upgrade it a now, little bit? Now, one add-on that Nintendo, well, the Super Game Boys were um, amazing. And then also yep. the Game Boy Player for the GameCube was really, yep. you know, those were like spot on amazing because you just screw it into the bottom and now you have a true cube and then now you can play your entire game boy advance game boy color and game boy library yeah like i said i would really like to see a 4k upgrade dock or something along those lines yeah um there's something optional to to keep them in line with the rest of the competition you know it really sucks that we're going to be going into this next generation and these new engines and, you know, the ray tracing, they look so, so good. And in the switch, I feel like we still see games that feel like they're in the, uh, we era sometimes, you know, like right. graphically, yeah. they just don't look, they don't look impressive. But so. then you see games like, um, not Warzone, but what was that free to play game that came out about six months ago? Warframe. Yes, Warframe. Everyone uh, yeah. says that looks amazing. Like, that game looks beautiful. I don't know why people like that game, to be honest with you. Just straight up, I hate that game. I don't know why people <laughs> um, like it. Have you tried it, Austin? Uh, like, five minutes. Not enough to really say that yeah, I tried it. I'm like, this sucks. I guess yeah. the tree is, like, 
really you got it well I, I was gonna say though like seth said you know it, nintendo struggles a little bit to kind of get those games brought over third party wise um especially on the switch now with kind of the the power differential between the the systems but i will say even though they have a hard time bringing them over i feel like a lot of the 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 really big switch fans are are typically really excited for those those ports oh yeah i would 100 agree you know like doom, doom came out and i know a lot of people on switch bought that same thing with skyrim and then um witcher 3 i know a lot of people were really into and for me like i'm not in that audience because i have a ps4 pro i have a pc like i i wouldn't ever buy those games on switch but right. um obviously if they upgraded to allow you know ps5 games series x games to be ported i, I still think that audience would would really support those titles. So I think either way, whatever they're going to do, I'm hoping it turns out well. All right, here's food for thought. Has Doom Eternal come out for the Switch yet? No. What if they are waiting because they already have whatever um, kit, you know? Um, what if they're waiting for next spring for the new Switch or the upgraded so that they could better port that game over? It's possible. You know, that would be awesome. If you had Breath of the Wild 2 and Doom Eternal as your day one, you know, uh, software that you can buy, that would, I think, help push and sell whatever they're trying to do. Well, I will say, you know, whatever they do, I know they'll have a game at launch. Like I know with the new 3DS, I bought it because um monster hunter 4 ultimate and majora's mask 3d came out on the same day and they were both you know pretty good on on the new 3ds so hopefully we'll get some pretty big title that really supports the new hardware yeah um but yeah well you know we'll see uh this leak has popped up so many times it's been already spewing for like the last two years but it seems like this time it might be you know the real deal but um We'll see if it's actually true. I'm I'm curious, but I w- I wouldn't put it past Nintendo. I mean, they're so well known to just revision their consoles over and over and over and over again. Um, so we shall see. But I think that about does it for this week. Unless anyone else has anything they want to talk about. No, I just want to say I missed so. you guys, and it was it's good to be back. Miss you too, man. Miss you too, buddy. So all right. As always, don't forget you can find Frameskip on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you'll find us. You're already listening to the show, so you you have found us. But you can find us elsewhere if you want to change your platform for some reason, like a heretic. Um, make sure you leave a review for us if you're on Apple Podcasts. And I want to say Stitcher, you can leave reviews as well. Um, and certain. And certainly Podbean, of course, our, our home base. Um, leave reviews for us if you can. They're really helpful. They help get the show out there and kind of expose us to a new audience. Um, speaking of audiences, because we don't normally do this, share the show with your friends. If you have friends that are gamers, that are into DC Comics, whatever it is, share it with them. Tell them, hey, these idiots have a podcast. You should listen to it. Do it. Yeah. Share it with them. If you care uh, about your friends um, and you want to make their life genuinely better, yeah um you know hearing my voice will do that to them if you want to improve your friends make them better friends you have to get them to listen to the show yeah so do that uh if you want to send in questions we didn't have any this week 
You can do so to our email at frameskippodcast at gmail.com. You can also send in questions on our social media pages. You can find us on Twitter at frameskippod, and you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash frameskippod. Our personal Twitter, Seth, is at Seth S. Taylor. Elijah, who's not here, is at Loco Lizard Man. I am at Austin J. Eller. And Coach does not exist. So Not on social. Well, kind of, sort of, but not really. <laughs> I, I exist as a teacher. So I have my teacher Twitter where oh. I just keep it teacher stuff. Oh. No gaming, no politics, none of that. So... Don't don't try to find Coach because that's his teacher Twitter. But you're you, cannot, not, you are not his students, everyone listening. That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, they might be. I, you know. uh, I really hope not. I Coach, know. if they're your students, you need to get them. Kids. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it, would be, it would be a problem on Retro Modern because we got out of control. I think we're pretty not, tame on this show. That's though, true. So that's true. We're good on here. Yeah. We didn't get well, too out of control. Only yeah, at times. Well, yeah, I don't know. There were certain times we, we said some pretty raunchy things. We? Yeah, dude. You were okay. the worst. I know. <laughs> you, you were the worst out of all of us. You know it. I know, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Good times. Good times. Uh, so, coaches, students, if you're listening, share the show with your parents. They'd probably like it. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, mom, my teacher's a giant nerd. <laughs> He loves Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong. All right, guys. We will catch up with you again next week. And until then, game on. Howdy hoodah. Cheerio, as Seth said last week. Hey, Bye. Cheerio. <laughs>